Welcome to the Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast. The Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast aims to bring the sermon from our Sunday morning services to you each and every week. Whether you're a longtime follower of Christ or just beginning to explore the Christian faith, we invite you to join us as we dive deep into the Word of God. So listen in as we jump into what the Lord has for us today. All right. Well, if you want to go ahead and grab your Bibles, or maybe it's a phone. Thank you so much, Miss Grace. Uh, a phone that you're going to pull an app up that uh, walk through the sermon or walk through the scripture with. Uh, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 100 this morning. Uh, together, we'll walk through the five verses there in Psalm chapter 100 um, and just kind of just dig into what God has for us this morning. I, I, I know that uh, maybe I'm not the only one. Uh, Thanksgiving is, you know, it, it is, Thanksgiving is my favorite of the holidays. Uh, when I was a kid, it was, uh, I heard this joke the, just this week, uh, when I was a kid, it was Christmas because of the presents, now it's Thanksgiving because there's no presents, um, meaning I don't have to buy them. Uh, not, seriously though, it, 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 Thanksgiving for as long as I can remember has been my favorite of, of the holidays that, that just kind of that we get to celebrate. And a lot of it, uh, most of it has to do with the, the experiences that surround the week. Um, I, we, I didn't grow up at a table where, or at a fa- in a family or at a table where we, you know, everybody went around and we forced everybody to say what you were thankful for. But there's just so many great memories of being around the kids' table and sneaking over to the adult table and just being with family in that time surrounding uh, Thanksgiving. It was just a special time. And so I, I, I love it. I just, I look, I, I think about it. Uh, I think about it throughout the year. It is, it's part of my part of what I get most excited about. We don't travel for most holidays. We stay around here for Christmas, but I'm originally from the South, from South Louisiana, and so uh, we travel. Like this afternoon, we're gonna, I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go home, and Rebecca's got the truck packed, and we're going to jump in. Uh, she probably didn't pack it as well as I would have, but you know, she's not here this morning. Uh, she's doing that currently, uh, and so y'all don't report me for saying that. God, why? I'm an idiot. The... Um, Either way, I'm going to get in the truck, as long as y'all don't call her between now and then, she's going to leave me. Uh, and we're going to drive to Baton Rouge, and we're going to be there for the week, for the week and, and just be around family, because it's my favorite time. And I, now, there are certainly things about, there, there are certainly the food that's a part of that, right? There's th- dishes that I'm looking forward to. Mo- most of you will like probably turn up your nose at this, like you, you fish with crawfish, but I eat them. Uh, and, and so, like, there's crawfish dressing will be at the table, and I, and I, like, I'm sorry that y'all have never had that, and I'm not bringing you any back, so you won't. It's, but I, I also love uh, because I'm a pastor, right? That I, it's like what my job is to pray at the meal, right? That that's the only thing that my family thinks I'm good at, uh, and so like I get that moment, but. At that moment, just the tears that filled the eyes as we think about the family members that are not there, right? And think about the, the parent, the, those who have gone before us. There's just so much that's wrapped up in that time. And we slow down, and, and some of you were sheepishly raising your hands. It's the transition to Christmas right now. I can openly let people know that I've been listening to Christmas music since 
last January, and uh, I haven't really stopped. So, uh, but it, it's all of those things. All of those things make this just such a great time. And and I, this morning, what I want to do is, you came in. Hopefully, you got a worship guide. And on the back of the worship guide, we didn't put notes necessarily. We put the passage there, and then we just kind of gave some blank space. And maybe you have a journal of your own, and that's kind of the way you do it. But I want to invite you this morning during our time, right during the time that we spend as we work through this passage, just to really begin to think about what you're thankful for. Let this be a time. Let this be a a moment that we pause. We sang a little more than we normally do. The sermon's not as long. You're like, yes, as normally is. And because, because we want to give us space to truly be able to think about what we're thankful for. What are you thankful for? And kind of move past like the automatic answers. Right, get into get down down a little bit further to actually explore what what is what are you thankful for? We're gonna as again as I said we're gonna work through these uh, five verses here, but I, I hope that that throughout the morning as we work through it, maybe there's just some time that you I, I'm giving you like the the go ahead, like check out and just write some of those things down. Now just spend some time with you and the Lord, just giving, giving thanks for what you've done. And I want to challenge you throughout the week. Maybe Psalm 100 is, is five verses, and, and I don't know how you break it apart, but just challenge you this week as, you, as we kind of transition from daily steps where we work through the book of Nehemiah and we start our kind of Advent uh, uh, daily steps next week. Uh, read through this and meditate on this passage and let this stir up over the next uh, five to seven days just what God, what you're thankful for. So let me read this passage for us first and then we'll, we'll jump into a couple things I want to just to kind of explore and make us aware of this morning from this passage. And Psalm 100 says this. It says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Pray with me. Lord, we do thank you for this morning. I thank you for my friends that, are, that fill this room this morning. I thank you for the families that are already traveling, and we pray that you would be with them. And as they travel to, fam- to different parts of the country to be with family, we pray for those times to be just full of grateful hearts and, and, and joyful times for them. Lord, we pray for this morning as we do open up your word and we come to it, God, with with humble hearts, because we know that, God, you, you are, your word teaches us. Your word is our authority. So we want to learn from you this morning. We pray that you would stir in our hearts gratitude and that we would leave here this morning, not in somber gratitude, but in joyful gratitude, just a recognition of all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you promised to do, and the hope that we have that today is not the end, there's still more to come. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. 
So again, kind of working through this passage, there's really the first two verses, the second two verses, and then the last verse is kind of how we want to break it up. And, and this is what first, the first thing that really kind of sticks out as I read through this passage, especially one and two, in verses one and two, is this, that, that gratitude is corporate. Right? Gratitude is corporate. It's not just individual. Certainly there is an individual aspect of it. We'll get to that in a second. But gratitude is a corporate practice. And as a church, as, as the church, not just Rolling Hills specifically, but as the church, the people of God in all places all over the world, we have so much to be grateful for, don't we? So much to be grateful for. Foundationally, we have the gospel that we're grateful for. But, but just thinking about it, and you read verses 1 and 2 again, it says, Shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth, worship the Lord with gladness and come before him with joyful songs. And so just thinking about it, obviously there's an individual nature to it, but, but there's this, this corporate nature to these words. This, as you study, you're kind of thinking about this and what, what this says, and it's just joy, come before the, the Lord, shout for joy. Just thinking about what it says here, I, I have questions about the way that our culture kind of sees the church. Do our friends and our neighbors, do our coworkers, do, do the kids that, that, that are on the baseball teams with our kids, do the students that sit in classrooms with you, do they see the church, Rolling Hills and, and the churches in Columbia and, and Murray County and all over Middle Tennessee and the United States and so forth and so on, do they see the church this way? I mean, because honestly, like if you kind of work through this passage, shout for joy, the way that it says this, shout for joy to the Lord. The words there, when it says shout for joy, the, in, in the original language, in Hebrew language, it really means give an ear-piercing shout of victory. The sound guys are like, amen, turn it up. Some of you have been like, my ears have been pierced, right? Like, turn it down. But, but I mean, that's what it's talking. It's like, it's like, hey, just joyful, overwhelming shout of 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 joy for, to God for all that he is and all that he's done. And I think about like just this, what it's telling us, like this over, this, this not, it's not a circumstantial, a circumstantial joy. It's a, it's a joy that is a disposition of our hearts, a, a blanketing joy, a shout for joy as we worship and serve him, a shout for joy in the songs that we sing. I mean, all of these words that are in this, this, it talks about gladness, but originally language, I mean, it's just joy over and over and over. Psalm 100 talks about joy. And again, is that the picture that our community has of the church? Maybe you grew up in a time where that's definitely not the picture that the community around you had of the church. Maybe, that's, maybe, the, maybe you grew up in a time where that's not the picture you had of the church. But I, what, I, what, I, what I hope is that, that this church, that we could be a church, that this community, that the neighborhoods that surround us, that, that you guys, that our kids, man, that our kids would think the church and they would think joy. That one of the markers, and it is, it's one of the values of Rolling Hills. And it's one of the things that drew me here when we were hunting where God had next for us and asking God, what is it? And one of the things that drew me to this place as I read through what our values were is that joy is one of the core values of our body. That we want to be a people of joy because we recognize all that God has done for us and how that stirs in us so much gratitude and joy. 
And I'm not just talking about us. I hope that our community, I hope that, that all of the Christ-exalting, gospel-centered churches that are in our community in this area would be places, that, places and people of abiding joy. That that would be what marks the church. Rather than being known for what we're not for, that, they would be no, that we would be known for being joyful people. And specifically, when we talk about Rolling Hills in Columbia, there's so much that we get to be joyful for, right? So many things that we can celebrate, so many things that we can say, God, you've done this, and we're so thankful for these things. I mean, the amount of answered prayers that we've seen as a body, not only the body, but also just individually, the things that we've seen that, God, we've prayed for, and we've seen God answer those prayers, we're in one of them. Right when, when, when we started, one of the very first things that I asked you guys to pray two years ago when we didn't know where we were going to start in, in January of 2021, I said, would you pray with me about a place? And God provided a place for us then, but we knew that that place wasn't going to be forever. And so we asked God, would you begin to open our eyes to what you have for us next and where that next place would be? And we prayed and we asked God. And about this time last year, it was becoming clear. And we got to announce it just in February of last year. Year, of, of, of this year, February of this year, that God provided a place. Now, we know that the church is not the building. The people are the church. The building's a building, right? But we're thankful for a place that can be the launching pad for us to be in this community. We get to celebrate God's faithfulness and thank him for it, to be thankful for this. We get to, I, I can tell you personally, as a church, I, personally, I, I'm thankful for some people here. Our staff is phenomenal. I don't know if you know everybody that's on staff. I don't think you do because most of you just come to me for things and you're like, and I could be like, I don't know. There are people on staff that know that. I don't know that. They just let me preach. That's it. But Tiffany Tabor, most of you know Tiffany, right? Tiffany does everything. She's incredible. Yes. Amen. We have an incredible staff. Tiffany's here. She does so, so many things. Miss Kendall, who's led worship for us for the past year or so, she's incredible. Alex, who, who leads sound and, and, and production stuff there, he, he's incredible. Miss Kaylee, who takes care of our kids in, in preschool and in, in elementary. And we're the first of our campus, our first of, of the Rolling Hills campuses that has uh, kids' campuses, right? We have our, kid, our preschool campus and our elementary school campus. It's a new thing we're trying. It's a joke. It's not for real. I mean, that is how it's, just, but anyway, I'm sorry. But Miss Kaylee does a great job. We're so glad that she came on just about a year ago. Honestly, they weren't even in, in, in the town a year ago. They moved here, I think it was December 23rd of, of last year, and she jumped on within a month and has been here for the past year, and, and her and Robert are so awesome. We're so glad that they're here. Josh Hurt, who's not here this morning, but some of you are here because of Josh Hurt. He's a volunteer staff. He doesn't get paid to do what he does, but he, he's, he leads our connections ministry and does a fantastic job. And I know plenty of you who Josh is the person that you tell me that you all came back because he remembered your name. We have an incredible staff. Bruce Walker, who leads our community groups and missions efforts right now, he's been on for a little while and does a great job and is just is, is continuing to, to plow that ground and make sure that we have places for people to be a part of, of a, a, a small group and we get to do outreach in our community. We have an incredible staff. We have an incredible core team. 
So many people that serve on a Sunday mornings, on Sunday mornings to be able to do the things that we get to do in kids ministry. You guys need to thank them for all that they're doing. They're running a skeleton crew right now because everybody's out of town, right? But it is a it, the core team members and the greeters and the and the and, and the ushers and all. We such, a, such an incredible, so many incredible things to be thankful for. The community that many of you experience. I know that my community group, I love our community group and the time that we get to spend with them. And many of you have community groups. If you don't, that you're not in a community group, we certainly would love for you to, to connect with Bruce. And let's figure out a spot for you as, as we turn the calendar and start groups back up in the beginning of next year. We, we, there's so many things that we get to be thankful for. And we have so many things to be looking forward to that stir in our hearts gratitude. And just, and just thinking about grand opening in, in two weeks now, there's so many things around grand opening that, that we're just, you know, not only are we saying we're thankful for what you've done, we're thankful for what he's doing and what he's going to do. And so for just a second, because really over the past couple weeks, we've not been able to talk about grand opening. I really want to kind of walk through some of the things that are happening for grand opening over the next several weeks as we kind of move from now until Christmas Eve, that we really kind of walk through, as we consider Christmas Eve as a part of our, as our grand opening stuff. And the, the couple of things that I want to make sure you're aware of is that this morning, as we finish Stories of Thanksgiving, uh, as you exit this morning, some of our ladies have done a lot of work to put this all together. And so uh, there's, there's going to be a couple of friends who are going to hand out these. These are grand opening uh, cards. They're invitations to, to our grand opening on December 3rd. And we've attached a cookie for that. to that. The cookie's not for you. <laughs> Say it with me. The cookie's not for me. Thank you for repeating it. The cookies for your friend or your neighbor. And this is just a, a there's, there's enough for everybody here to take one. Kids, adults, everybody here can take one and bring it to your neighbor. Bring it to somebody that, that works with you. Bring it to the barista at the coffee house that you visit that you don't know where they go to church. You're going to stop there on the way to work tomorrow morning? Drop this off. Hey, our church is op- my church is opening a new building. We'd love for you to be a part of it. Maybe this would be the, the place with the time that they would come in. Now, Miss Tiffany also bought cookies for you. So as you exit, you can have a cookie from Sam's or whatever. But these cookies are for your neighbor, okay? So get, take one of those as you exit. But, but that's the, the, as we exit this morning, we want this week is invite a friend. Just make sure you're inviting the people that are closest to you. Next week, I want to ask you to invite neighbors. And by neighbors, I don't mean your neighbors. I mean the neighbors to the church. And so after church next week, it's not going to be a huge organized event, but we're going to have a bunch of these grand opening cards. And I'm just going to ask you to grab a handful and sometime between then and next Sunday, just walk some of these streets in these neighborhoods. I'm going to go after church. You can join me. We can't all walk together. That would be weird. But we'll, we'll hit some of these neighborhoods right around us. We want to make sure that we let these people know. Everybody in, this, everybody in this vicinity is going to get a, a card over the next couple days. If they haven't already gotten it, that's going to be a mailer that says grand opening starts. But we would like to have a personal, we put it on their mailbox or in their door jam or something like that. Not knock on every door. Please don't do that. Um, but we, maybe, I guess you can. But please, no, don't do that. Um, and then on November the 28th, that's next Tuesday after Thanksgiving, we have our ribbon cutting here at 10 o'clock, uh, 10 to 11. Uh, the Murray County Alliance helps us put on that. And so they've invited uh, all of the, the, 
public figures from the neighborhood. I got a, a card this morning from the president of Columbia Academy, or not Columbia Academy, Columbia uh, State here, that just thanking, thanking us for inviting them to the, um, to the grand opening or to the grand opening and the ribbon cutting. So we would love for you to be a part of that and just come and, and greet people and be a joyful presence on, on that Tuesday. I know many of you will be at work, but if you can be here, we'd love for you to be a part of that. December 1st is uh, the next first Friday. So we have a team that's going to be downtown. We'd love for you guys to be a part of that. Uh, just a handful of people that are just passing out invitations and connecting with people downtown as they have that, that normal rhythm of, of our community's life. We would love for you to be a part of that. And then on the second, we're going to be a part of the Christmas Day Parade. And Miss Kaylee is in charge of this, and we have a, we have a trailer out here that we're going to decorate, and we're going to all wear funny sweaters. I'm not going to say ugly because that may offend you, but I may say it behind your back. The, 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 we're going to have fun sweaters, and, and all, we're going to be a joyful presence at, Christmas, at the Christmas parade and invite people to come the very next day to be a part of grand opening. And Miss Kaylee's desire is to have 50 people walk in the Christmas parade. So get your clouds or eye cloud, whatever they are, your shoes that are comfortable, and walk with us in the Christmas parade. And be a joyful presence in our community to invite people to be a part of what God's doing here. We, because he's doing so much. And then December 3rd is, is, is the actual grand opening Sunday. And we have things that, we're, that are going to be awesome that Sunday. I'm not going to give away all that, but it's going to be an awesome time for us to be able to celebrate all that God's doing and start this, kind of ask the community to be a part of it. We've been here for several weeks, but we want the community to be here and, and really just that being that launching pad. And then the, the, the December the 24th, which is Christmas Eve, we'll have two services uh, on that day. And we're just going to kind of continue the grand opening move, right, all of those days. This is what we've got coming up. And I, and, and I, I hope, it, we'll, we'll put that somewhere on Instagram. Luke, I think you're kind of running some Instagram stuff. Can we help maybe put that stuff up there somewhere? But it, I would really love for us to, to everything that we can in our community over the next several weeks, leading up to that and leading up to, to, th- to Christmas Eve, to just invite people. I mean, what, what this passage, if we go back to the beginning of this passage, what it says is shout to the Lord all the earth. I mean, what an invitation. It's an invitation for everybody everywhere. And we want to be that, those people who say everybody everywhere. The neighbors that are around us, the whole community of Columbia, we've been given this spot. We want to be a joyful presence in this area to say we have so much to be thankful for, and we would love for you to come and hear about the God who saved us and rescued us and made us new and gave us grateful hearts. So as a church, we have so many things to be thankful for. We have, and kind of moving on, we have kind of keeping going through this through this passage, if you go to, to verse 3, the, the second thing that we kind of see is that gratitude is individual. And as individuals, we have so many things to be thankful for. So many reasons to be thankful. As you go to this pattern, again, kind of slowly walking through this, Psalm, one, Psalm 100 verse 3 says, no. And, and, and I, I, I don't want to spend too much time here, but this is what this kind of goes back to what I asked you to begin with over the next couple days as we go through this Thanksgiving week. This word here, what he says, no, is not just have knowledge of. The word here is to consider, to meditate, to ponder on this truth that the Lord is God. 
It goes back to what we started when I, when, I, when I asked you just over this time, but really over the next several days, slow down enough to be able to ask the question, what are you thankful for? Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and, 16, 15 and 16 says this, Be careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. If we're not careful, I believe that we can be unwise with the time that we have. And one of the unwise ways that we live in the time that we have is that we live as ungrateful people. But wisdom would be slowing down enough in the days that are evil, that come against us, that, that have just things that just press in. Because really what this, when it says the days are evil, it's just the days are obnoxious. They just they press in and they try to get us with the, the, the small annoyances of life. Just be wise. Don't let those things get at you, but spend time being thankful. Spend time this week and and throughout, I mean, just continue, but spend time specifically this week in the natural rhythms of your life. Just what am I thankful for? And I love this, but what it says in in, in verse 3 here, verse 3 and 4, or 3 specifically, it says that know that the Lord is good. Consider that the Lord is good. Remember that the Lord is God. Excuse me, that the Lord is God. Who he is. And then secondly, who, he, who we are, that he has made us. We are his creation, that we are the, we're his people. We belong to him, and we're the sheep of his pasture. Right? We remember that he alone is God, that there is no one like him, that he's our creator, that he gives us life and breath and everything, that we are his, that we belong to him, and that we are the sheep of his pasture, that he cares for us deeply. I mean, honestly, if we just slowly read through this passage, there is so many things that boil up and bubble up from, the, from this passage that just remind us of what we can be thankful for. But one of the things that I, I and, and just kind of the reminder that, that gratitude grows when we slow down enough to make space, to ponder, to think, to consider. Second thing is this, that gratitude grows when we come to him with grateful and worshipful hearts. He says, come to us, enter his, courts of, his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise giving thanks and praising him in his name. Our gratitude grows when we come to him. But also I want us to recognize, because I, rec- I believe and I know that not everybody in here has had a great year. And it's not necessarily just pictured squarely in this passage, but, but I believe that gratitude grows in the soil of sorrow and suffering also, just as much as it does in some of these other places. And I invite some friends of mine up to, to share with us for just a second just their, their story of how, God, of how God used sorrow and suffering and sickness to stir and to grow in their hearts some gratitude for him and for his church and those things. And so let me introduce you to the Turners. Uh, this is Matt and Amber. They're a part of our community group. They're a part of the reason why I love our community group so much. Uh, Matt doesn't say much. This is actually going to be the most I've ever heard you talk. Um, and uh, but Amber, Amber, Amber says a little more than Matt. Um, and uh, but she's written it down so she doesn't get off. Says she wanted to make sure we we stayed in because otherwise y'all might have Thanksgiving dinner here. Um, so I'm joking, but I can say that right. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry because you're Canadian. Uh, see, I, I'm trying to connect. I'm going to stop talking. Why don't y'all talk? Tell us a little bit about um, just the, the, how, how God used. A really rough time for you guys. Um, yeah. So 
the song that we sang, uh, you know, I've witnessed it. It says in there that I've got stories that I live to tell. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. It's a story of gratitude. It's a story that uh, I'm grateful to be up here to share with you guys. This is the first time I've shared it publicly. But um, back in February of 2017, we were a young uh, family of five. Our boys who were over there, they're now 12 and 10, but they were five and three at the time. Uh, and our daughter, Catherine, was six weeks old. Mm-hmm. Um, on February 22nd of 2017, when I was diagnosed with a rare and aggressive form of adrenal cancer um, called adrenocortical carcinoma. Uh, I'll have you spell that for yeah, me later. Yeah, you, you got it. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty rare and aggressive form of cancer. It's a one in a million cancer. Um, it was news that, uh, that shook us to the core. Um, still does um and it's a part of our family it's a part of our story um and the five-year prognosis for this cancer is not great um but i'm here in february it'll be seven years um and so i've had six years of of clean scans and it's uh only by the grace of god um the the cancer had wrapped completely around my right kidney um it was like a five-inch tumor that had started on my adrenal gland. And um, so they did a pretty aggressive uh, treatment plan. I had open surgery that removed my right kidney and adrenal gland. And then from there, they put me on five weeks of five days a week radiation. Um, and then immediately followed that with uh, a chemo pill that I was on for three years, uh, which was pretty toxic. It, its goal was to saturate my bloodstream and basically go on a search and destroy mission for any microscopic cancer cells that may have been remaining. Um, and so for three years of being on that chemo pill, um, it was, uh, not great physically. (laughs) Um, there were a lot of things that I couldn't do and having three young kids, it was, it was hard to tell them I can't wrestle. Um, I can't go run and play football with you, you know, so, um, but here I am on the other side, and it's just, during that time of suffering, as we talked about, um, as you were talking about, suffering produces endurance, and during that suffering, uh, we experience so much joy, at the same time, I'm a firm believer that joy and grief and joy and suffering can coexist, Mm. um, I'm a firm believer that, uh, God is good regardless of circumstance, Mm. Um, when things are going great, God is good. Uh, when things are not going great, God is still good. Um, and, and that was very evident through, uh, through our church. And, and I don't mean just the local congregation that we were part of at the time. I mean, friends who were believers, family, that were believers, coworkers that were believers. And honestly, God used people who weren't believers, um, just through the community that we were connected to. I mean, to help us financially, to help us uh, practically. Um, There were so many ways that we were loved on during that time. And, you know, it's just very evident to me that, you know, as we celebrate being in this building, that church is not the building. Church is the people in the chairs. Church is the people uh, that love Jesus and love others. Um, And it uh, was just so evident to me that um, during that time, uh, we were loved. by God and by others, and people show that in wonderful ways, and it's just been a reminder to me, like as 
uh, in Proverbs 17, 17, it says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. And we saw that uh, in so many ways mm-hmm. during that time. Amen. Yeah, the church um, at the time and still to this day just showed such love and compassion and care towards us. And we truly saw the body of Christ come together and serve in the most beautiful, powerful, and tangible ways. And it still gets me very emotional because it was such a beautiful expression of God's kindness and goodness shown to us. And his great grace and his mercy just really held us and kept us and still does. And we know as followers of Christ that we're called to serve and to love one another and to help one another. Um, And during that time of my husband's initial diagnosis and the years that followed, really the three-year time period was was rough. But we saw and experienced um, how beautiful and sacred and God-honoring and glorifying it is when the body of Christ comes together um, and when they're willingly and obediently serving, using all their different gifts. Um, we, we were the recipients of that in that season, and it's very humbling, but God was glorified. And I think no matter what season we're in, we're always called to love and to serve and to reach out to others. And so in that season, I will never forget just the, the work of the Lord. And, and it was a time of, truly a time of deep sorrow, but yet deep rejoicing and deep worshiping. And worship may have looked different in that time. We, we worship through our tears and we worship through um, times where, I mean, we would just sh- literally shake uncontrollably. But we know we can still be worshiping God and surrendering and trusting him in that time. And God was so kind and he worked in our hearts through that season Words were spoken to us from our, you know, pastor and friends and people, but really the greatest thing besides the, the word of the Lord was the actions of the church, that they really spoke the loudest, and I will forever be grateful for that time. And our burden, it was, I mean, it was heavy, but our burden was lighter because our burden became the church's burden, and they truly, truly helped carry us um, in that time. Ultimately, it was absolutely God carrying us, but through the outpouring of love um, of family and friends and church, the church body. And so part of the, the church didn't know at the time, nor could they have known the impact that that would have on me, on my husband, on my family. Um, and part of that impact is that it deepened our faith. And the joy of the Lord truly increased in that time. And that was such a sweet, sweet gift from God. Um, and who would have known, well, God God does, that we would be here today. Like this was orchestrated by God that years later we would be sitting here able to share with y'all a story, our testimony of thankfulness to God. Um, just for how kind and loving he is to us. Um, no matter what season, in the good seasons and in the hard seasons, I truly am thankful to God. Yeah, Yeah, I think there's, you know, one amazing thing that has come out of it is, you know, at at risk of sounding cliche, is it's it's made me a more grateful person. Um, And it's very easy to to look around and and complain. Uh, there's, There's a lot of things that we can complain about if we look, but there's a lot of things to be grateful for. Uh, if we're looking for it. Um, and one thing that we've started doing recently at the house, um, which, which I love, is uh, we have just a whiteboard as you walk in our house, and um, we call it the gratitude board. And there's five of us in our family, and we each have a different color dry erase marker that 
um, every morning um, I ask the kids, what's your gratitude today? Mm. And it might be, you know, mac and cheese. It might Amen. be, <laughs> it might be, you know, crawfish, crawfish. You know, dressing. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, that's not up there. But it's just, <laughs> but it's, but through that journey, through our journey, you know, I, I don't ever want it to be about us. I want it to be about what God did mm. and what he's doing and what he's done. And uh, I want my kids to grow up grateful. Yeah. So. Amen. Well, you guys, thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. And I, I'd encourage you guys to give them a round of applause. But uh, um, I know this being the first time, uh, you did a great job. But I don't believe it'll be the last time that you get to share that story. And so um, you guys, I know some of you have walked through rough times this past year. I, I know there are folks in here that as I, as I scan the room, that the past six months have not been easy. Uh, and so know that there are other folks that have walked the road before you, uh, and they want to walk the road with you now and, 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 and share, share the joy that God has given their hearts with you as you walk through a hard time. So uh, gratitude does certainly grow in the soil of suffering and sorrow. And so thank you for sharing that story. As these guys exit, just, uh, the, the last thing I, I want us to, to remember uh, from this passage is, is in verse 5 there where it says this, that, that the Lord is good and his love endures forever. That his faithfulness continues through all generations. And, and the reason that the, what, what I hope that we remember not only is it, is it corporate and as individual, that, the, that, that joy is and, and gratitude is corporate and individual, but, but gratitude is foundational and it's forever. It's, it's foundational because, but even what we see in these passages, it, it's built on God's character. Right, these things that it, that it tells us is who he is and that, that he talks, give thanks for his name and think about the fact that the Lord is God and all of these things, that he is our rock and there's no one like him. And over and over, it, it reminds us that this is his character. Our joy is built on God's character, not on our circumstances, but on God's character. That he is who he says he is. He is loving and generous and good and tender and compassionate and righteous and holy. And all of those things are foundational and they are forever. Those things never change. And so our gratitude, even though the circumstances may change and they will, they're going to go highs and lows. His character never changes. And so our gratitude can stay, can stay foundational. Because his character never changes, because he is forever. And I think about this as we kind of walk back, walk, walk through this morning and kind of uh, wrap this morning up. One of the things that, that the church has done throughout history for, through, from, the, from the beginning, from the establishment of the church after Christ's death, is that over and over and over again, what we know in tradition is that, that they've celebrated this meal together. And it's a meal of, of, of remembering, but it's a meal of gratitude. It's a joyful meal together. That on, that on the night that Christ was betrayed, it said that he had his disciples around him. And he shared with them, he shared with them these words. He said to them, he said, he, said, he took, the, took the bread and after he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said that this is my body, do this in remembrance of me. And so what he's saying is that hey, my, my body was torn just as this bread was torn, my body will be torn. But it will, do, it will be torn for you. 
In the same way, at the end of the meal, it says that he took the cup and he blessed it. And, and he said to them, he, he said to them, this is a, the cup of the new covenant of my blood, in my blood. Do this as often as you do, drink of it in remembrance of me. Remembrance and gratitude for all that Christ has done. Because finally, what we can, what, the reasons why as an individual and as a church that we can have overflowing gratitude We can have ear-piercing shouts of victorious joy that we can worship him with gladness and continue to come to him and enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise is because Christ came to us. That he left the comforts of heaven. Christ left his throne in heaven and he came to us in our deep brokenness and our desperation. When there was truly nothing to be grateful for, he came to us. That Christ gave his life for us. It says in Hebrews that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning the shame, scorning the, its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father. We can, we can rejoice and be thankful because, because in a triumphant shout of his own, Christ proclaimed that it is finished. Because he sits today, as it says, in the right hand of God. And he invites us to come and to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Thank you for listening to the Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast. Be sure to share this episode with any friends and family in your life who may benefit from it. And make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on a single sermon. If you're interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download our Church Center app, follow us on social media, or visit our website at rollinghills.church. The Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast is a part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for tuning in.